Good evening, Patriots. <clears throat> and it is January 27th, still. Still in the year 2022, still. The world is still doing whatever it does. I don't know whether the world's spinning like a top, spinning on a on a pivot, tumbling through space. That would seem more appropriate right now. That we're kind of like someone took a, like one of those uh, racquetballs in a racquetball court <clears throat> and just slung it across the wall and we're just bouncing everywhere and we're hanging on going, yeah, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> and here we are. How's that for today? Well, it felt kind of like we got shaken up. Well, that's how it was supposed to be. All right, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Scroll on down to the radio listeners box and check out those great sales that are going on over there. Mike Lindell is once again under siege from our banksters. He's going to be on the show next week, which I'm really excited about. It'd be a great way to honor him anyway for all the great stuff he's done for patriots in this nation. But if you scroll on down to the radio's listeners box on MyPillow.com page, which is where the latest specials are, you're going to find one big flash sale going on. Giza Dream Sheets as low as $39.99 for the full set. Amazing. So check that out because those are awesome sheets, by the way. I do not know what they do to them. With sort of, It's like they must put in some like secret mix inside the weave. Because they are so comfortable, unbelievable, fantastic sheets. Also, my slippers, 50% off. You got the six-piece towel set for $39.99, another one you can't beat. Women's sleepwear, men's sleepwear, 50% off. And you keep on, it's just so many great savings. So head on over there to MyPillow.com, hit the radio listeners box, scroll on down, and use your Bards promo code, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S. Bards promo code. You can use that on the Frank Speech site, and you can use that use that on the My Store site. It's awesome all the way around, and you won't you'll be knowing that every time you spend a dollar over there, those dollars are being used for the fight for liberty and a great company with a great CEO who's a patriot and he's got Christ in his heart. Great things right there. Expedition X P E D expeditioncoffee.com. That's the home of Bard's branded coffee. It's an incredible coffee designed to give you that boost that'll last you all day long. The boost of energy you need initially, and then it's a sustained energy all day long. Helps boost your immune system, increase your serotonin, give you a clear mental focus for the whole day. It's like the warrior's drink. You want some. You can already taste it. I know you do. You're like, oh, yeah, I do. I'm going to go get some. So that's what, what do you do. You head on over to expeditioncoffee.com, and you get your coffee. It's fantastic. Now, here's the other things. When you get there, you're going to have all these other cool products, which are all about supporting a health ecosystem, and they all work together, including the coffee. So you've got the coffee, and then you have the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. You've got the uh, Immune XP, which is a, an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. You have Earth, which is a full-body rich nutrient powder you take once a day. It tastes good, too, in a shake. Mix it with water. And then you've got... Pure 47, which is the most refined silver extract on the market. And it will isolate all the known pathogens, including those nasty little HIV things that they put in this vax. And the full complement of the SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been launched against us. All of this is to rebuild your health ecosystem, get you back your health sovereignty to keep you out of the class, the grips, the grips of those death places called hospitals and the 
death mongers known as pharmaceutical companies. Finally, the Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. That's the Bible for our time, NASB 1995 edition. Incredible Bible. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, and the coupon checkout section and get 20% off. They're great. So with those Bibles, you have the Founders documents worked in. You've got the Heritage Bible. It's beautifully composed, beautiful print, the whole thing. You want to keep that. You want to get one of those. So that's, again, thefoundersbible.com. 20% 20% off using your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. All those links are below the podcast, so check it out. I'm going to start tonight. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of joints, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Boy, that last part rings, right? We have to be honest in our heart to God. And it's not just us saying, okay, God, I pray and you know my heart. I mean, it's literally our obligation is to open our heart to God and to show him that we are willing to expose it. It's not enough to know that God will read your heart. It's just that's kind of a cop-out, really. It's kind of like the child going, well, you, you're, you're my parent. You know what I'm thinking. What we need to, when we have that obligation we sit before God is to open our hearts up wide. That's part of building that intimate relationship with God. And we and God wants to know who we are. That's not even a question. And God enjoys knowing who we are, enjoys sharing our lives with us, and God enjoys sharing all of that to bring us into that deeper place. And right now, I think there's nothing more important because there's so many things going on. There's a lot of clutching onto things. Some of that's clutching onto material things like, oh, I've got, I've, I got to have this. I got to have that. Unless, of course, God's guiding you, telling you, like, go buy 100 pounds of rice, which might be a good idea. Or whatever that is. God's really speaking boldly these days. And the intention is really, as I keep from what I'm getting, is we all need to be migrating towards this place of a focus of an exodus. Exodus of whatever that looks like. And we are literally going through an exodus as this rancid system is trying to pull more and more people into the death traps between the vax and metaverse, all in the name of, of transhumanism and progressing society forward. Oh, I'll just call it Make America Great Again because that's literally what it is in their terms, not mine. And that's forcing each of us into, we're all feeling that. We're all being pulled on that in one way or another. And pulled can be drawn towards it. Hopefully not, but some are. Uh, Pulled can be tormented by it, frustrated by it, angry at it, feeling the pressure of it, being worn down by it, whatever that is. But our role has to increasingly push deeper into Father. And that's the whole point here is that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts. And if we aren't listening, it cuts nonetheless. And we have to get more intimate in that relationship so that we can listen and hear more effectively. 
in this time, we are separating ourselves from the matrix in many ways. And there's so many pieces that are part of our lives as we move through this process of shedding what that is. It is a point that we're learning again and again who we are. One of those big things that we face right now is patience. We all want things to change. But if you consider the wandering in the desert and how many years that took, we're, we're kind of in the same place because we're going through a phase right now. And I'm going to give you an example. As we start talking about this sort of movement towards a sovereign space, start thinking about the ripple effects of this. When we start talking about federal monies. So imagine if you're elderly, you're on Social Security, or you're on a federal pension. And if we're going to be honest, all of those are drying up. In fact, there are no real money. There is no real money in either of those funds. If you're on a pension of some fashion, retirement fund from some organization, if you're on Social Security, it's it's all artificially propped up. The government is pushing in billions of dollars into the market to keep it propped up right now. And that's keeping it from collapsing. So all we're doing is watching life support go on overdrive, which means that all of the systems that we're accustomed to are getting ready to fail and be reset. And that eventually is going to happen. One way or another, they can't keep this charade going on forever. And a lot of what we're witnessing right now is money being shuttled here and there by the elites, pilfering everything they can while they can, stacking money into property, stacking money into gold and silver. That's where they're putting their money, and they're using the cryptos to transfer the money out so they don't have to pay taxes. That's essentially it. So while people are making money in crypto, keeping their money in crypto, it's, again, what's the class that's being pillaged? It's it's the elderly class, the retired class, the senior class. They're being pillaged. And what's being mined and taken away is the future of the children. So the same two groups of people that are the target of the vax are the same two groups of people that are getting destroyed by these economic maneuvers right now. So as we're in this place of witnessing all of this, we have to keep our head in where we need to be going, which is towards a place of breaking away. But when you start talking about breaking away with people that have lived their whole life to pay into Social Security, to be in a retirement place where they're dependent on the government to give them money, that's Franklin Delano Roosevelt hand trick right there. These sorts of things that we talk about create panic in people's hearts. And it's a dangerous place for all of us because we don't need the senior class feeling panic. But it does. It generates panic panic and anxiety when you start talking about severing from the federal government, for example, which you all know very well I feel very strongly about. So... We need to constantly 
keep our eyes on where we want to go. But remember these words in Ecclesiastes 3.11. I think they're very appropriate. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. I find those words to be extremely appropriate as we start talking about the directions that we need to go. It's there that we learn and are reminded that this is going to take more than just an election cycle or a few years. We're talking generations here. And ideally about three solid generations. We have to nurture where a generation, where we sit right now in the middle of this, as we have the middle body, we are nurturing the elderly. We are shaping the future and we're guiding the youth to empower them for the future. Now think about those three things. It's really important. We are nurturing the elderly as we should. We are building the vision, building the bridges of the future right now. We're bridge builders. And we're inspiring and building the future, inspiring the youth and leading to the future for them to guide across the bridges that we build so they can lead it into the future. That's a tremendous role that we're in right now. And we cannot fail. I mean, that's literally, we cannot fail. Those that wandered the desert and then their children suffered. Now think about this. It's really interesting because the children that crossed the Red Sea with their parents witnessed many of their parents die during that course of events. Until finally, when Joshua stood up to take them ultimately into the promised land, that generation that Joshua led had seen the rise of hope, the fall of hope, the death of people, and they resurrected their faith in God and through Joshua went into the promised land. That is absolutely amazing. And literally, that's the cycle that we're repeating right now. I have In my heart, that is exactly where we are. Because we are in a place where we are going to witness, and many are going to witness the death. And we are definitely having to witness it. This government that we have is so corrupt. I've said this before, and it's not just the government. It's a global class of elites. And I, I know this doesn't set well. When I say this, but the truth is, I mean, the truth is this, the entire global economy is built on two principal pillars, human sex trafficking and drugs. So that means that every single retirement account that's ever been created is leveraging off of human sex trafficking and drugs. I've said this to people before and they get all testy. They're like, my account in PG&E Electric or whatever doesn't make money off of human sex trafficking and drugs. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually it does. Because that reason that account grew, the reason that corporation was stable is on a bigger picture of things, that money flowed through human sex trafficking and drugs. That's just the way it works. And with all of that, that means they have what they've tried to do is get make every person who lives out here that feeds into the system live off of the blood money that they have created. That's a pretty sick concept but that's how in their mind they they create this perpetual cycle of sin 
so that people are burdened with the sins and the blood sacrifice that's been done, they all share in it. That's their idea of money and debt. So if they, when they do abortions and they fund abortion clinics and they have taxpayer dollars fund abortion clinics, you can start to see the cycle so that everybody shares in the sin. And that's one of the reasons, in my opinion, they keep abortion clinics open. You'll never close them as long as they're in power and they fight for it because it's part of their distribution of sin of killing God's children that we all bear because our taxes go into the government and they use some of those taxpayer dollars into abortions and then they take the parts of babies and they give them they sell them and they sell them to pharmaceutical companies they sell them to food companies for additives and flavorings they sell them to artificial meat companies they sell them to medical research companies i mean i could go on the things so that literally people are not only participating in the taxation money of funding them, but we're all participating in it by taking it in our arms, through a shot, through our mouths, through the food we eat. You see how sick this is? And so if we're going to run with the idea that we can resurrect this system from within, we're fooling ourselves. We have to make a break from the system. And that the only way that break can happen initially, because it's not like right now that we have Moses and his staff to follow. What we have instead is we have to follow that intimate relationship through Christ in our daily lives. And we have to do everything we must and can to work in a direction of an exodus together, but doing it in each of our own homes. It's the most unique challenge I think ever put to humanity. And yet if done, it is the most powerful break that ever could be make made. When Israelites left Egypt, they were in one block, one mass, and they were following one man, Moses. And in that exodus, and the thing to remember, too, about Egypt, I've said this many times, and it's important And if, to go back and reread those, those verses. The slaves did not leave Egypt. The slaves were kicked out of Egypt. They went through their cycles of, of, the, of all the plagues. Moses was that guy, and, and they, weren't, they didn't get up and leave. In spite of the plagues, they stayed there until finally, the final plague comes and the firstborn dies, is killed across the land. And Moses told them beforehand to take the gold and the silver as much as they could bear. So they prepped their kneading bowls. And when that came, it was the slave owners that told them to leave and in process loaded them up willfully with all the gold and silver. They saw them as such a curse, they had to get them out. So it was the slave owners that kicked them out. The crazy thing is, when we look across our land right now, this is exactly what's happening now. But instead of kicking them out with gold and silver, they're saying, you're, don't, you're not vaxxed, get out of my company. You're not vaxxed, leave my place. Don't attend me. And Funny part is, is people are fighting to get back in, which tells me something about the biblical story we don't hear. And I'm convinced this is true. Because we've kind of, we're painted this biblical story that's very obedient. Like the slaves are like, okay, no problem, man. 
I've been looking forward to going wandering in the desert for 40 years. So, uh, sure thing. Just give me some silver and a couple kneading bowls and I'm out the door and I'm good. Give me some high five and I'm out of here. Thank, oh, by the way, sorry your kid died. I mean, that's this kind of story we get, which is nonsense. If we're watching people trying to clamor back to the way things were, I can guarantee you there were slaves that were not compelled to be to leave. They hadn't left prior, prior to this. And one little event didn't affect them. It affected the firstborn. And I've said this before. Keep in mind that many of the slaves were raising these children. They were like their own child. So this was a traumatic moment. A very traumatic moment. And yet it was the slave owners that ultimately said, get out. Like, you're cursed, man. Leave us. And they were set free. And so they painted these pictures of idealisms in their head of, you know, like, hey, we're going to go across the Red Sea. And they didn't know that yet, by the way. They just sort of like, oh, we're going to go out in the desert and we're going to go to the land of milk and honey. And it's going to be wonderful. It's, I swear, I've literally heard. <laughs> here it goes. I've literally heard this set in church. And I, every time it happens, I just roll my eyes. It's going to be so wonderful when we get to heaven. It's going to be great. We're going to get up there and it's going to be. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be cities of gold. It's going to be all sorts of things. It's going to be, we're all going to be together and be happy. We're going to be dancing around. And there's going to be streets of gold. There's going to be unlimited things that we need. And I'm like, where does that say any of that in the Bible? I'm just curious. I mean, I, I, am I missing a chapter? Because I didn't see it in there. So, this is what tends to happen with the slaves. They're like, hey, yo, Moses, buddy, where's that milk and honey you were promising? And it's like, we're going to cross the Red Sea. You're like, huh? We're, we're, we're doing what? Like, I don't know how to swim. He's on. Like, don't worry, man. I got the staff. We're going we're gonna to open this one up. We're going to walk. Even Moses had to be reminded with God to get that staff up there and like be, be powerful with it, right? So the point is, that people were building this short-term vision again about, oh, it's going to all be good. We're going to kick ourselves. We're going to walk out of Egypt after we were booted and ejected because <laughs> this little thing happened that God came through and like killed everybody's firstborn. So they didn't want us there anymore. I'm like, maybe that's because God did that so you'd have to leave since you didn't leave before. Did you ever think about that? So, here we are, and it's like God has been, oh, the whole time, we live in a country you can make a choice. And I just find these parallels just very interesting. These observations, and we've had this choice our whole life to be in business for yourself, be free, break away, build independent economies. But no, what's the easy way, the wide gate, wide gate easy way? Well, I'm going to go work for somebody. I'm going to go work for a corporation. I'm going to go do their big benefits. I'm going to spend my life building assets and debt. And finally, we have this thing called COVID, and it comes in, and all of a sudden, it's like, if you don't get the vax, you're gone. If you don't get the second vax, you're gone. If you don't get the third vax, you're gone. And people are like, but, 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 but why? It's not fair. I don't want any more mandates. It's not fair. I'm losing my job. I mean, from my perspective, it's like, um, hey, dummy, you've had your whole life to make a choice to be free. Finally, God's giving it to you on a golden platter, but the problem is you didn't prepare. But don't worry, you'll be okay as long as you do what? 
trust in him. Again, he has made everything appropriate in its time. And we are here. So as they cross, and once they get across, things don't go so well. We know they wander the desert. They want meat. They get that. They die. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, don't mean, I, mean, I just kind of look at this and go, are we doing this all over again? Because we seem to be. And it's that generation that is coming up through that that's witnessing all of this. Now, why is that so important? Because that's Generation Z, folks, and the generation before them, or that comes after them. They're witnessing all of this before them, and they have a, they're making decisions. And those decisions that are before them are going to be tremendous. And it's resting on us to help them guide through this. We have to become the lamps on the hill. We have to become the salt. We literally have to show them what the importance of all this is because if we can't guide them through, they're not going to get to that next step because right now the system is bigger, is so organized to try to tell them that your future is the meta. Your future is blockchain and Bitcoin. Your future is all the things in the digital sphere. So as we start to do this break of going back to go forward and we're making that stand, we literally have to keep in mind that as we are nurturing the elderly, assuring them that they're going to be okay being there if the system does decline and they lose their dependency, the, the monies that they depend on from the federal government and other systems, we have to nurture that class. We have to step in and lead and show our youth what it is to take care of our parents. That is so essential. That's not just a thing to do. It's literally shaping the next step for all of us. And then we have to be the bridge builders at the same time because we have to build a bridge to a new future. And part of taking care of the elderly is to and our parents that are older than us, is to show the youth that are coming up to say, look, this is how we do this now. We've lost this and we have to reclaim it. And that's part of the bridge. And then we have to, as we ourselves, we have to take them and we have to say, look, we have to inspire you. You need to see where this is going and what the beauty of all this is and why we are doing it so that as you now come to our place and walk across the bridge that we're building, you're going to be carrying, be able to expand the bridge, make it built bigger, and build into a greater future than we ever could. That's the glory of where we are. Proverbs 24.6, for by wise guidance, you will wage war. And in abundance of counselors, there is victory. That's our wise guidance, is that we have to build bridges to nurture the elderly, build the bridges as we are now. We are the build bridge builders, the developers of hope and, op and optimism, and we have to inspire those that are coming up behind us. And in doing so, we're inspiring generations that haven't even got free yet from their parents. But we have to do that. And with that, we are gaining an abundance of counselors that all of us together walk in victory. Because ultimately, as in 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith, 
take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So much before us right now is a foot in the, is bridging that past to the future, is bridging generations and blazing a path for both. It's an amazing place to be in the middle of that. And as we do that and build that, we keep our eyes where they need to be. Because in Matthew 6.33, it says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. In this time when there are so many things going on and there's distractions, it's easy for us to be pulled away on things of the material, of the emotional. But we have to keep the focus of where we're, what we're here for. Be, but seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That is our primary walk every day. And as we build the bridge, as we nurture the elderly, as we inspire the youth, it is always his kingdom and his righteousness first. If you're in the place right now where you're being drawn to seeking a relationship of intimacy or ultimately potentially marriage, congratulations. But again, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Put that as the priority before anything else. If we're facing a challenge of a job that you're trying to have a conflict with where you're going to stay or go, it's the same thing. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness from everything else will be put upon you. And if we're keeping those eyes there all the time, we're building these bridges, which are incredible, and we're all building bridges, and we're all bridges that are leading us away from where we were. But we have to keep our eyes on him. The world we are in is doing everything it can to clutch you and pull you back, to throw the chains around your ankle and draw you back, but offer you one of the most amazing things. It's freedom, they say. And it's with all the enticements of freedom. They're going to give you your freedom back because the mandates are going to fall and apparently at the end of April. So says an insurance company yesterday. I don't know how they suddenly know that COVID's going to go away by the end of April, but apparently they do. Because they all know that they've achieved their first phase of build. The whole objective was to condition people, socialize them, re-change, re-social engineer them, and get the 5G network set up. And it's here where they've accomplished phase one. And with that, they have a massive compliant base. Do you know that it only takes 10% of a population to overthrow an entire country? One to 2% of the people will be their insurgents or your, your insurgents or your, your insurgency. And then you'll have with that, you'll carry with you another. So this one to 2% of hardliners that organize it, you're going to end up with the rest up to about 10% that will follow it. So if you have 10% of a, of a population oriented towards where you want to go 
you have a high probability of achieving an overthrow and a complete change of government and direction for a country. Here's the bad news, patriots. There's 30% of these people that have taken the injection and are obedient to a system, and that 30% that have taken the injection and the boosters and are obedient to a system that includes the direction with Meta. That's rough numbers, but that's about right. So there is a potential 30% in place already moving to make this change, which is more than enough to overthrow a government and overthrow a country's direction. Here's the good news. There is at least 50% of the population that has rejected the injection, who is rejecting the direction of Meta, who rejects the media, who rejects the government, and rejects the corporate agenda. The question is, can we stay focused and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and stay true to that path to override the insurgency and direct the country where it needs to go? My belief is yes. My belief is belief is yes. So that's really our mission right there. The rest of them, where the, right now we're the 30%, because of the help of the media and the echo chambers, they will believe that they are greater than they are. And because of the media and the echo chambers, their goal is to make us believe that we are lesser than we are. That's easy enough to fix. Let them believe whatever they want, and we know the truth. And what is that truth? Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. That's fantastic because we do have dominion. And we have dominion because we walk intimately with Christ and through Christ to the Father. And really, we've been told, Father only needs where two or three are gathered. But we're talking 50% of the population. That's some good numbers. If I was given those numbers going into a nation saying, okay, Scott, you've got this to go in to work with, you've got 50% of a population of 330 million that are against the insurgency, can you develop a team to ensure that the insurgency fails? I'd be like, uh, yes. Like the only question is how fast do you want the insurgency crushed? That should be the only question. And when we walk with that strength and that dominion and that authority, this insurgency is nothing but noise. And that's a critical piece to remember. Noise is what they do best to instill fear, to instill anxiety, to diminish our belief in our power. But they're nothing but noise. What have they done? So I mean this in all trueness. I want you to, and people have different experiences in their place, and I get it. Some cities have said they're going to mandate the vax, whatever. But in all truth, what have they done other than threaten? 
They haven't come to your door and forcefully injected you. They haven't come to your door and forcefully wrapped a mask around your face. They haven't come to your door and arrested you. Well, at least not many. They haven't forced your children to be injected. Everything has been about persuasion. Everything has been about you using your free will to comply to their rules. Everything has been driven by their threats, their noise, their coercion, their pressure to make you comply. But everywhere there is something, there is a way out. God always gives the way out. That's a known fact. And it's something we have to never forget. We may not like the solution out. And we may not enjoy the options that we have. 1 Corinthians 10, 19. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. The key word there, patriots, is endure. It doesn't say that you may be able to sit back on the, on the beach in Bahamas, throw your feet up, and have a margarita. And that, believe it or not, the margarita part is excluded from the Bible intentionally. It says that you shall endure it. That's such an important principle to really grasp because we are not obliged in any of this process to comply. We chose to comply. And the excuses are immense. And what we say is always that we come up with all these rationales. Well, I had to keep my job. I've heard people say things like, I'm so upset, but my husband's decided to be the sacrificial lamb. He's going to take the shot to keep us in house and home. And and I really am compelled, though I know it sounds insensitive, but it's really not. I, my compelling response is always, where is your faith? Christ said that in the boat as they crossed and they entered into the storm. Teacher, teacher. And he's like, storm be still. Literally, and then says to them, where is your faith? That's a question that every one of us should have a gut check on every day. Where is my faith? Because this system is going to continue to dial up pressure. That's how it works. It's going to give you tremors of war. The saber rattling, we're going to go to war with Ukraine. We're not really going to go to war with Ukraine, but they want everybody to get panicked. It's just a constant cycle of wearing you down. We're going to have an EMP, maybe, but probably not, because they need they need the Internet, by the way. And if they had an EMP, it would be a very fast turn because they can't afford to have the Internet down. And the only thing they would be doing is like wiping out data in the meantime so they could reset the whole thing and re- recalibrate everything to give you a new perspective on the world since everything on the Internet is editable. But all of these things are just cyclic. Ups and downs to wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. So that when they come back again and they're like, oh, there's another variant. Oh, my goodness. 
Monkeys got out. You got monkeypox. Oh, my goodness. We had a bunch of rabbits get out. It's rabbit hemorrhoids now for everybody. I mean, it's it's going to be endless. And the whole idea is to wear you out up and down until when it comes to, they're like, okay, look, here's the deal. You can live out there, and it's going to be really tough on you because you're not going to get access to anything. You're going to starve to death. You're not going to be able to get buy anything with money because we're making it all digital now. You're gonna you're you're literally going to shrivel up like a pear that falls on a hot street and stays there for a month. You're going to shrivel up and die. Or you could come over here and join us. You can join into Meta, and everything's going to be good. You just live in this Meta world, and it's going to be wonderful. You'll go to work there. And yeah, you can take it off once in a while if you want, but the idea is we want you to stay over there and do your thing because there's all sorts of business opportunities and play, great places to live and you can build your house over there and you can buy whatever. And people will do that. It's like, I, I can't live without, yes, you can live without all of it if you trust in God, if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Do you realize right now that every single property in the United States has been mapped in the digital space and is for sale? I bet you didn't know that. Your house right now is is available if you go into the right places in Metaverse to buy right now. <laughs> it's just nuts. It's like, huh? And what does that mean? Like I'm I you know, you're like, where am I? You can imagine putting on the Oculus lens and stepping in and like, whoa, you're naked in my house. And it's like, oh, sorry, dude. Um I I bought this thing in the virtual space. I didn't I didn't realize you were going to come in from the real space, and I I didn't get dressed today. I mean, this is the sort of stupid thing we're doing. So, again, our role we're bridge builders. It's a beautiful place to be. We're the generation of bridge builders. We're building a bridge to the future. And in so doing, we're nurturing and ensuring our elderly class that they're going to be okay. We're taking care of that as God would want us to. And as we build those bridges, we're extending a hand to the generations before us. And we're inspiring them with the vision of what the greatness is to walk in Christ, to bring everybody closer to a relationship of Christ. What an amazing place to be. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Always blessed to be here together, to assemble, to talk, to share, to envision, to listen to you, Father. In this time of chaos, it is so easy for us to be pulled away and and to be distracted from the real purpose and intent of what we are doing. Let the warrior spirit rise. Let the fires of righteousness burn. And in so doing, let us walk boldly where we don't know where our destination is, but our trust in you knows that it will be glorious to exodus this craziness, to live every day as a step forward away from the matrix, to be inspired every day to live a full life of faith and fight that noble war of faith, the true fight, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, Lord. And in so doing, to separate us from the matrix 
and free us into the space of your life, your world, and the liberty given to us from birth. Guide us, protect us, lead us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. At times it will be a harrowing walk. At times it will be an easy walk. But that's such as life is. So one last comment before I close tonight. Um, If you have not... acquired your ham radio license, I would encourage you to do so. I've been back and forth on this topic a lot. I'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow night. I think it's one of those important fallbacks that we will need as they continue to seize control of the main information grid. And it's a good way for you to stay in touch with people and build expanded networks. So consider that as a good idea. Anyway, Patriots, have a blessed night. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers are critical right now, anchoring us deeply to the rock of faith. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. All we have to do is trust in him. And in the end, God will win. But we have an important role to play before that time. And our role in this time, in this place, is for such a time as this. And it's a glorious trust that God has placed within us. So I'll see you tomorrow night. We're going to do the second part of what I started tonight, which was our sacred honor looking at the Declaration of Independence in a deeper way. That's part two tomorrow night. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now We're on the edge of a moment But not a viaduct, now we're diving in The light up ahead, we're running to it We're on the edge, now we're diving in
it's down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow. Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Thank、you.